Hello out there, all you sexy people. I hope you're enjoying your Friday night. I know I am, because I'm talking to you. Welcome to Blood, Guts, and Coffee.
Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Blood, Guts, and Coffee. That was Soundgarden with Searching With My Good Eye Closed. Fucking awesome song. Um, it'd be that song providing that uh, when I finish this, hopefully it's finished downloading. I just realized I didn't have a lot of, uh, of um, music on my computer to use for podcasts. All I had was uh, an album by Queens of the Stone Age, um, an album by, or two albums by Royal Blood, and fuck, what else? Um, I had... This is not annoying at all. Um, oh, Misfits full discography. Um, and I was thinking there's a song by Soundgarden I wanted to put on here, which is the song I just said, and which is currently downloading, and uh, so hopefully that all works out, and that's the song. I really don't want to have to <laughs> re-record this because I said the wrong song. Um, anyways, how's everybody doing? I hope uh, your week's been good. Uh, mine fucking flew by. <coughs> they down a guy at work, so... Uh, I was just, I don't know, for no real reason, just trying to work hard to keep, I don't know, make, keep it, I don't know, like we, like a lot of work didn't get done or something because we're missing a guy. So I was working even harder than I usually do. And I don't know, I think it paid off. But yeah, for some reason I wasn't even tired all week. I was just like, go, 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 go. And it went by really fast. I think another reason I wasn't tired because I haven't had a drink since, well, since two episodes ago, uh, which has been two weeks. I think I might tonight, though. I'm thinking of it. I have some beer in the fridge and some whiskey in the freezer. But I think that's why I have a lot of energy. Although it might not sound like it right now. Um, Anyways, enough of that boring stuff. So, uh, last week, I after I did uh, the last episode I did, before I did that uh, FBTW, the, talking about watching the Titans, the show Titans on Netflix, um, which I don't I'm sorry if that, that seemed just a little, I was doing that while I was washing the dishes. <laughs> um, I watched uh, Aquaman last weekend because I finally came out with like a good digital copy of it like a 1080p blu-ray copy actually i think the one i end up finishing it with is a 720p but uh yeah uh all the reviews i saw they didn't lie that uh that movie was great i mean they pulled at all the stops with the special effects it was like i just think it's so funny that the the dc movies everyone was like super excited about and just like amped up to see ended up being not as good as everybody was hoping. Of course, I'm talking about Batman v Superman. <coughs> Sorry. And um, Justice League. And, I mean, those movies had, like, so many production problems, especially Justice League. The fact that, I mean, I think I've said this before, when you see Superman in Justice League, because he was, Henry Cavill was filming uh, Mission Impossible 6, at the time, and uh, he had a mustache in the movie, if you haven't seen that movie, um, and 
he wouldn't shave it off to play Superman, so they digitally removed it from his face, which is like the first time I saw I saw Justice League in theaters, and I didn't think it was like or I thought it was great. Like I, 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 you know, maybe not great, but I really enjoyed it. I'll say that. But I thought there was something off of it, Superman. There's something fake looking about him. I couldn't figure it out until I read that, and, or somebody told me that. I was just like, "Oh, that's what it was." And now I can't not see it. I've watched it a couple times since seeing it in theaters, and it's just there's some times where it's just painfully obvious. Like it's like his mouth is fake. <laughs> his mouth isn't even real. You know, and a lot of when they you know have Superman in a movie, a lot of him isn't real because you know people can't actually fly so it's just it adds to it i think him having a fake mouth (laughs) um but yeah i don't know i think it's really funny that the two movies i was not even super excited about wonder woman and aquaman were actually way better than batman v superman and justice league and like i said it's not saying i hate those movies i for the most part, I really don't have a problem with Batman v Superman. It's a very beautifully shot movie. I thought, and I've said this before, Ben Affleck, I think, is he's my favorite uh, live-action Batman because he's just, you know, so close to the cartoon and the comics. And by cartoon, I mean the 90s animated series, obviously. Uh, yeah, anyways, Aquaman. Aquaman was great. That was, like, it was just... I just I wanted to live in Atlantis. It just same with like when I saw Wonder Woman, like it, like the island just looks so inviting. I just I want to live there. But Atlantis, it just they they put in so much work. Like in Justice League, when you see that like just tiny tiny little bit of Atlantis or wherever he swims to for kind of like almost no reason, seems like, um, <clears throat> and he meets uh, what's her face Mira who ends up being his, you know, wife later on in history. Um, but, you know, they just showed that like, little tiny bit. And, and uh, <coughs> so I was wondering, you know, what, what are they going to do with Atlantis? How, you know, how cool is it going to be? And yeah, it was incredible. Um, and yeah, that Jason Momoa, he's perfect to play Aquaman. Because that's how I picture Aquaman. I picture him kind of like Thor, you know? Like like DC Comics version of Thor, more or less. Which you know he's not a god or anything like that, but he's like I bet like him and Thor do good in a fight with each other. Um, you know, there's some cheesy parts to it, but I feel like there's always there's like going to be cheesy parts to Aquaman. You know, Aquaman like see, unlike a lot of people, like. I've been a fan of Aquaman for a while. I've always thought he was really cool. A lot of people just, you know, they think of the super friends and they think of just like, oh, what can he do? Well, he, he can talk to fish, you know. what If a bad guy is not in the water, then what's he going to do? Like, I hate that argument because Aquaman, he's like the Superman of the ocean. Like, he's, you know, in, I think invulnerable. Pretty sure he's invulnerable. Um, and, you know, he can swim, like, at super sonic speeds and he's like keep saying this word super strong um and so i mean i don't know like, i i was a I became a really big fan of aquaman in uh that very short-lived cartoon batman the brave and the bold aquaman was my favorite character in that he was just he was so funny and he was just so like positive and just like just 
can't wait to go fight crime, especially with Batman. He's just always excited about fighting crime. He's always like, outrageous! And he always has, like, he always names the adventure. Like, I shall call this adventure. Um, like, what was the one where the villain, uh, is it Starro? Uh, where he was, like, you know, trying to take over the world or whatever. And I think it was the Metal Men ended up saving the world. And then Aquaman at the end goes, I shall call this adventure the time the... C-list heroes save the day, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I've been a, I've been a fan of his ever since, and I mean, other than the Flash, I think he is the character I'd want to be if like superpowers wise in the Justice League, because I mean, he can breathe underwater, so right there, that's amazing. He can survive cold temperatures, like frigid temperatures underwater. So there you go, like. N- Nothing can stop you at that point, like from like just going wherever you want to go in the world, um, and he can fucking talk to sea life, which is awesome. He can, you know, I don't know if he can really controls them or just he's. I think it's a bit of both. It's like some sort of control slash friends with them, like in a way. I don't know. That sounds kind of silly. Um, I gotta be careful when I'm recording this. Last episode I recorded. I uh, I guess like recording this on my computer, it um, it for some reason will only let me, because I'm recording this on uh, Audacity, and it will only let me transfer over to Anchor, the program I do the the app I use for the podcast. It will only transfer transfer an audio file that's 250 megabytes or smaller. And last week's episode was 269, and then it wouldn't let me. I end up having to uh, download OneDrive on a computer and on my phone, and then send it to my phone so then I could put it on through the app. And that was just kind of a pain in the ass. I'd really rather not do that again. I was like, it took me forever to figure out how to do that too. I was sitting here trying to change the file over, and I don't know. I'm like not computer stupid, but I'm not exactly computer savvy either. But I don't know. I eventually figure things out. That's why I didn't end up putting the episode out till Saturday last week. Um, so yeah. Anyways, Aquaman. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's great. Uh, what's the next thing I want to talk about? Oh, I never talked about. Um, on New Year's Day, I went and saw. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse in theaters and yeah I'm surprised I haven't talked about that yet because that was fucking awesome like I had a buddy visiting and we were going to go to the theater and it was between Aquaman and Spider-Man and I was just I was really excited to see the Spider-Man movie and I so I convinced him that that was one we should go see and I don't know if he liked it as much as I did but I I fucking loved it 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 like brought me back to being a kid again it it was in a way you know like it it was so cool that like you know they had the main spider-man the main peter parker and then okay spoiler alert uh he dies but then they have peter parker from a alternate universe that that uh ends up getting brought to the normal 616 universe and like he's a little bit older than the Peter Parker who died and he's he's kind of like going through a divorce and he 
he's a little out of shape and stuff, but he's still, I don't know, Spider-Man. That uh, actor, Jake Johnson, did the voice for him, whereas um, Chris Pine did the voice for the Peter Parker Spider-Man who died. And uh, anyways, it was just like, it was, I thought the animation was great. The special effects, well, yeah, animation was great. Special effects were great. Uh, Just a beautifully, like, colorful movie. It was hilarious. It was heartwarming. Uh, it just it just had everything. It was just like a full good movie, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that to come out on digital release. Like you want to say video, like things come out on video anymore, which they don't. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know what else. I like I said, I haven't. I, it's been it was a month ago today. Today's the first, right? Yeah, it was a month ago today that I saw it. So I'm kind of I'm rusty I, I like i wish i would have watched it again maybe I'll, I'll watch it again and i'll talk about it in a later episode oh and soundgarden discography is done downloading i'll stop that so i don't get in trouble um yeah uh if you haven't seen that go see that or i don't know if there's a digital copy of the stream yet i lost my look there wasn't so um, what am I at here? I'm at thirteen half minutes. Um, I think I got time to talk about what else did I want to talk about? Um, here I'm just gonna I'm gonna stop it and upload this section, and then I'm going to just keep going. It'll, this will be probably seamless for everybody listening. And back, um, yeah. I was just uh, trying to figure out. I was having trouble uploading the um, thing I just recorded, and it this this program Audacity is so fucking finicky. It just like you, I don't feel like getting into it. Anyways, uh, it uploaded fine, and now I'm continuing on. I guess I'm gonna have to do this. If I keep using this program, unless I find a better one, if anybody knows of a better one, please message me um, on uh, my Facebook page. Oh, oh yeah, uh, I got one like on my Facebook page so far. So uh, people, please just go on there and like it. I, I don't know. I I like to post things that I've been talking about, and I feel like I'm posting to nobody. Um, although, uh, I mean. My viewership's gone up quite a bit. Viewership, uh, I don't know, people listening to this. I don't know if you call it, because you're not viewing it, but uh, people listening to this podcast, there's there's been, uh, I don't know, my numbers are just going up quite a bit. An average of 19 people listening to it now, which, I mean, doesn't sound like a lot, but for me, that's very exciting. I, I find that just awesome. Every time I look at my phone and I see there's more, I'm like, oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Anyways, um, so then the next thing I want to talk about, uh, in the last episode I talked about um, the Stephen King audiobook I'm listening to on Audible called uh, Mr. Mercedes. Well, I finished it um, while I was at work, which is, you know, where I listen to audiobooks. Um, I finished it, and it was really good, and I was... Uh, 
when I started work that day, I, I, there was like two and a half hours left on the book and I finished it. Like before I went to work, I was thinking, oh, maybe I should download the, the, cause it's part of a trilogy. It's like, maybe I should download the second one, which is called finders keepers. But then I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll, I'll wait till, wait to see how this one ends if I really want to. And then it, it, it ended really good. And I was like, oh, now I really wish I would have downloaded it. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, so, okay. I think I mentioned what it was about before, but it's, it's just, it's a really good story. Mr. Mercedes. It's a really good story of, um, uh, a detective trying to, uh, solve the case that he didn't solve, like he didn't solve before he retired. And, um, yeah, it's, it gets to a point where it's just like, you're on the edge of your seat. Even if you're not sitting, like I wasn't sitting, I was welding giant metal boxes together but um i was just like like oh my god what's gonna happen like i don't want to give anything away and if in case someone's gonna listen to it um but yeah mr mercedes really really good and like i said it's part of a trilogy uh the first one's called mr mercedes the second one's called uh finders keepers and then the third one is called um end of watch which uh, has nothing to do with that David Ayer movie, but the two cops, but which is a really good movie also. But anyways, um, so yeah, I finished listening to Mr. Mercedes and I was like, damn it. I wish I would have downloaded that second one. And then I remembered that I had never finished listening to, uh, another book by Stephen King that I still had on my phone, uh, called Dr. Sleep, which is the sequel to the shining. And which is also read by little known actor, Will Patton, who I've mentioned a few times in the podcast. He does such a great job at reading Stephen King books. I'm sure he does a good job at reading other books too. Like he's read a shitload of things on, on, uh, audible, but, uh, yeah, he just, he's really good at like doing all the different voices, you know, cause you gotta think like if you're a dude or a female for that matter, reading, a book with so many different characters and you're doing the voices for them. And, uh, you know, it's gotta be weird when you're like a guy doing the voice for a young girl or, or woman or, you know, like, and, uh, vice versa. And he, but he, yeah, he does a really good job. Like you just, you, you feel like, you, you know, you can picture the characters and stuff like that. So anyways, um, I thought, well, I don't feel like listening to any podcasts right now. I'm still in the kind of the mode, the mood of listening to uh, Stephen King. And so I started listening to Dr. Sleep again. Because, like, I hadn't listened to it like a month, and I was kind of just like, uh, you know, it's all right. But I started listening to it again, and it's so good. It just got, like, really good. Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I love The Shining. I, that that's you know just a really good it didn't scare me it made me a little like uncomfortable and the fact that you know the main character jack torrance is you know he's a family man who's losing his shit and he's like taking it out on his family and he's like you know sort of recovering alcoholic who like he's still an alcoholic but just without drinking kind of thing you know i don't know um but and so the the sequel to it it's about uh danny torrance 
or Dan Torrance when he's an adult, who, uh, like, it starts off, he's, um, uh, well, it starts off when he's a kid, and it, and he's, he starts seeing uh, the ghosts that he saw at the Overlook Hotel again, and he ends up, like, telling his mom about it, and she gets a hold of uh, Dick Halloran, the, the chef, the other guy with The Shining, the guy who, you know, came to help them. And, uh, yeah, and if you didn't know this, he doesn't die. Like, he dies in the movie. But, uh, yeah, in the books, he doesn't die. He is still alive the beginning of the second book, the uh, beginning of Dr. Sleep. And um, and so he comes and helps Danny, like, long story short, helps him with a kind of strategy of how to get rid of these ghosts not get rid of them but sort of lock them away in his brain lock them away where they can't like he like pretty much gives him a way to trap them in his brain and in, in his mind where he uh where they can't hurt him or anybody and it's that that part was really neat and you get a little bit of uh, backstory of dick halloran and uh how like fucked up his life was but uh yeah, so then after that, it goes to, like, when Danny's, like, in his, like, early 20s, and he's, like, just full-blown alcoholic like his dad. But the reason, even though he says this isn't the reason why, but the he does and he doesn't, but, like, the reason why he drinks is to kind of shut the shining up because he just doesn't, it, you know, it makes him kind of crazy to have this gift kind of thing. And so he drinks to you know silence it and then it ends up skipping ahead farther where he uh you know he's he's kind of tackled his demons and he's stopped drinking and you know he's going to aa he's found a really nice place to live oh yeah and he um he works in hospice and he uses his gift the shining he uses it to um help uh people die like when they're just you know on their way out he helps him do it comfortably and so the people that he works with in the hospice area they uh end up uh giving him the nickname dr sleep and i don't want to give too much away and i i won't because i actually haven't finished it yet i still have like like five hours left and uh but anyway so there's this cult called the true knot and they um they're kind of like vampires but for people who have the shining they find people with the shining and they like kill them and torture them first because it somehow makes it better for them and they and and when they do this they they call it like people the people the shining they call it the steam and they like consume the steam and it makes them immortal and so like they a few of them have been alive for like hundreds of years and stuff like that and like but yeah it makes them immortal and uh yeah so and this cult they're trying to find this little girl who ends up becoming friends with danny and uh so he's trying to like protect her from them it's it's really cool that that's as much i'll say about it um yeah i don't i don't know i it's it's like it's a sequel to the shining but it's doesn't feel the same as the shining because like the shining was scary for a whole other reason you're trapped in a big giant mansion motel 
uh, in the mountains, snowed in for months on end. And that's what I found scary about The Shining, the movie and the book, is that it's just like, like in in the book, Jack Torrance, he goes, he goes, he. It's a slower progression to going crazy. This was Stephen King's actual uh, critique of the movie is that he thought you know Jack Nicholson playing Jack Torrance seemed uh, seemed crazy sort of from the get go whereas in the book it's like a slower progression he starts to just lose it and I think that's what scared me about it is just the the idea of like you know thinking like I that wouldn't happen to me but then I then again I've never been in that situation also kind of scared me because I thought that'd be a cool job <laughs> to take care of a big giant hotel and uh, you know, you feel like in a big giant building, you wouldn't get cabin fever, but fuck, you never know. Um, so yeah, Doctor Sleep is it's it's a sequel in a way, but it's not like a sequel like in the way that like you know the same kind of shit happens. It's uh, I don't know if you like The Shining and you're and you're curious about what happens to Danny Torrance as an adult. Um, definitely check it out oh yeah and then after i was listening to it uh, a couple nights ago um i just for some reason i came home and i just i typed it in on youtube um to see i want to see if like there's like you know an interview of stephen king talking about it which there was but there was uh, i didn't know this that a uh, little under a year from now there's gonna be a movie dr sleep uh coming out and uh ewan mcgregor is playing danny torrance which I can't wait to see what that's like. And there's a few other people. Um, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about that. And the weird thing is, because it's it's not going to be a sequel to The Shining, the movie. It's just going to be a adaptation of the book, Doctor Sleep. So I'm wondering what it's going to be like, you know, when, when they reference The Shining, if they're going to show flashbacks, but they won't show flashbacks of the movie maybe they will in different ways or something maybe they'll show flashbacks of like the hotel but not the the uh actual uh you know characters and stuff like that because then that would make the movie canon which it isn't because stephen king you know doesn't really think it's the proper adaptation but i'm pretty sure i've said this before i, I mean the shining is one of my favorite horror movies of all time it's like it's one of those movies I can just I can watch it over and over, especially the opening scene. The opening scene it just hooks me every time, like the camera just panning through the mountains, like going over that lake, and then like showing like the car driving through the mountains, and it's just yeah, it's I don't know, it just hooks me every time. The music is so good, and it's really better when you can watch it. Like if you're like really stoned and you can like turn the TV up really loud and stuff like that. That that's uh, that's the proper way to watch that movie. Um. Uh yeah, and I guess that's all I want to say about that. Uh, but yeah, check that out. Um, there's something I was gonna do in this episode, but I think I'll do it for next episode. Um, I watched. Uh, if if anybody comic book fans out there has, um, you've probably seen the YouTube channel Variant Comics. I used to be a pretty big fan of it, and like, not saying I'm not now, but I just I used to watch all those videos all the time like all the videos that that guy puts out or that company i'm not sure uh 
how that works. But um, and I, I hadn't watched them in a few years, and I, I checked one out uh, today, and it was um, DC Comics uh, official listing for the top ten fastest characters. And it was done by writer Joshua Williamson. I think that's yeah. I think that's his name. Um, and I don't know. The list kind of bugged me because because it was done by oh, it's done by a writer of DC Comics, and so that means it's canon. That means it's that's supposed to be like actually what it is. The you know top ten fastest people sorry i'm trying to find the list on my phone here um and it like it bugged me because the uh you know i'll just read the list i'll just read the list off um because i'm thinking next week next episode uh i'll i'll have my own list of who i think is the fastest you know that doesn't exactly mean it's canon but it just this is Okay, I'll just read the list. Okay, so number 10. I agree with some of these spots, but there's a few of them I really don't. Uh, number 10 is uh, Kid Flash, a.k.a. Wally West II, the uh, African-American Wally West. And, yeah, I, I sure, I would put him at number 10. <coughs> he has the you know same powers as all the other speedsters, but he's young and inexperienced. Which is one of the reviews I'm uh, looking at. That was their comment too. Um, so I, I would agree with that. Uh, number nine is Shazam, or for uh, actual DC fans, used to be known as Captain Marvel. Um, which I'll get into that someday. That bothers me, but anyway, Shazam. They had him at number nine. Now he's not a speedster, but apparently, like he can move as fast as a lightning bolt. You know, they've called him the human lightning bolt and a bunch of things. When he says Shazam, he gets struck by lightning. Billy Badson, he gets struck by lightning, becomes Shazam, the superhero. And I don't know, I was like, maybe, I guess. He just, he's not known for being fast, usually. Like, he's, he, originally he was a ripoff of Superman, quite obviously. Um, you know, not, origin wise and stuff but he's very similar like same build and and powers and stuff like that but he's mostly not known for speed um so anyways he was at number nine i don't really quite agree with that but see like i would have put this top 10 list as speedsters like only speedsters i'll get into that in a second um so number eight is a speedster a villain godspeed who um Originally was said to be faster than Barry Allen and Wally West, but he, uh, but they, uh, in a fight, siphoned off his speed and, um, yeah. So he's not as fast, but he still made the list. And see, I would put him on the list. Of course, he's a speedster. All right, and this next one really bothered me. Wonder Woman. What's Wonder Woman doing on a list of fastest DC characters? Like. Are you telling me like Impulse and Max Mercury aren't as fast as Wonder Woman? My problem with this, like I was saying a minute ago or a second, a couple seconds ago, was okay. So the thing with speedsters in DC Comics is they have the ability to access the Speed Force, 
which gives them their powers. And like I almost thought that just denoted anybody else below somebody who can't access the speed force. Like I've never considered Superman a speedster. Um because he can't access the speed force. It'd be cool if he could, but I mean he can already do so many fucking things. He doesn't need anything else. Um but yeah, their argument for like Wonder Woman was that because she is an Amazon, she understands the mechanics of running that I'm like, okay, so she's faster than Impulse? Bart Allen, who Barry Allen's grandson, who was born with his powers. See, I was I would have always thought maybe Bart Allen would be the fastest. But okay, and then after Wonder Woman, so she was number seven. Number six is Cheetah, uh, Wonder Woman's main nemesis, arch enemy. And I was like, what? Like again, not a speedster, not known. Like you, they don't run circles around people, and no one ever calls them a blur. I I just don't understand that. Um, she's not. I mean, she doesn't ask, access the speed force. It's just it's silly. Um, so after that, Black Racer. Now, um, I'm not very familiar with Black Racer. I haven't, also, I haven't currently kept up with DC Comics in a little while. You know, being a dad and a husband and everything, sometimes you don't have time to go to the comic book store and get the latest issues of everything. But Black Racer, um... Apparently he's like the Grim Reaper of the DC universe, and okay, so I would have put him lower on the list, but you know, he's like you can't outrun the Grim Grim Reaper kind of thing. That's the argument there. Um, so Black Racer number five, number four, Superman. See, I wouldn't have even put Superman in the top five. I would Superman would have been at like in Shazam's place, like number nine maybe, because like I said before, he's not a speedster. Um. And people make the argument that, well, I think they made the argument in this that, like, if he's flying, he's faster than the Flash. I'm like, no, he's not. Running, he's definitely not. But flying, he's not either. Like, sorry, I'm getting worked up. Um, So anyways, he was at number four. And, okay, then the top three spots I would agree with. Reverse Flash, Eobard Thawne is at number three. Barry Allen, the original... Well, the Silver Age Flash. The Flash as you know the Flash. Uh, Barry Allen, number two. And Wally West, number one. Now, Wally West, yeah, I would agree with that. Wally West has always been my favorite Flash. Uh, I've always argued that he would be the fastest because, you know, he got his powers at a young age, whereas Barry Allen didn't get them until he was an adult. And Wally West, you know, he, he was Kid Flash, then the Flash. And I've always thought, you know, that's a... You, 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 with longer time, you know, you have your powers through maturing as an adult. Like, I guess he, he was already, well, they call him Kid Flash. Maybe he was a kid. So maybe he has powers through, um, uh, becoming a teenager. What the fuck is that called again? Um, oh my God. I'm blanking right now. Puberty. He had his powers through puberty and um, then, you know, becoming an adult and eventually becoming the Flash. And so, I mean, I feel like that's their argument with that is like Barry Allen has uh, Barry Allen 
like sci- knows about understands the speed force very scientifically whereas wally west has a spiritual connection with the speed force so yeah i would agree with that but like i said before i would have thought bart allen would be the fastest because he was born with his powers and he was then he became superhero impulse then he became kid flash and then he was the flash um but then i mean you can make that same argument for wally west's children uh jay and iris west but you know you never really hear about them a lot but so i think next episode i'm going to make my own top 10 ranking for fastest speedsters i'm gonna hopefully if i have time i'm gonna sit down and research and give good reasons and uh, anyways um so i'm gonna have to stop this because i'm gonna make too big of a file on this one and i don't want to have to have trouble putting it on the app anyways uh fuck i say anyways a lot don't i anyways and but um and i don't know i think i'm getting better at this i hope i am I hope you guys aren't annoyed. Um, yeah, so that will be the end of episode 11. And um, he, the uh, what song am I going to play? Okay, I'm going to play this is a song by Queens of the Stone Age off their latest album, Villains, and the song is called Unreborn Again. Uh, until next week. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't have a movie recommendation or horror movie I, I guess i recommended that the book dr sleep that's like you know along the same lines um yeah okay it's blah. until next week uh yeah i don't know have fun thanks for listening bye